Welcome to The Zone podcast. I'm Paula Benetton. For this episode, I connected from my home in East London all the way to Southwest London to meet Carla Marusas. Carla's lively, she's passionate, and she really loves what she does, values-based coaching. We jump straight into a conversation about personal values, why they are so important, and how you can uncover yours. So grab a cup of tea, turn the volume up, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. Hi, Carla. Welcome to The Zone Podcast. It's so nice to have you here. Thank you. It's great to be here. And Carla, you are a values-based coach. Mm -hmm. I love values. I love talking about values. <laughs> Me too. I love helping people to uncover their values. So I feel like I want to jump straight in. Mm -hmm. And I actually want to hear from you. What's your relationship with values? They are key to my entire journey forever. Even before I knew what values were, now I know I can look mm. back. You know, part of my journey, I'm I'm a an, a coach, an LP practitioner, but I had a very long career before in film and TV and music. And I think, like many people, we work hard. You know, we're taught at school mm -hmm. work hard, and success means achieving, which is great. And I think that works for a while. But your values have to be at the center of that. And I wasn't always sure what my values were. I knew that working hard was a big thing, but it wasn't until I started to be in a very serious relationship with my now husband, a family came along and lots of different things of buyouts from different companies that I started to feel an anxiety or not as happy as I maybe should have been, that word should, that we coaches <laughs> try not to use. And I think it was really those values trying to, to make themselves heard. And I think it's really easy in different stages of our life to become misaligned from our values. We haven't done anything bad. We haven't done anything wrong. And sometimes it can take a while for our values to emerge. And we live on our beliefs. And beliefs are not facts. Beliefs mm. can be updated. But we make lots and lots of decisions on beliefs. And so working hard was my belief. But it was jarring against my values of integrity, of creativity, of my biggest value, of family. And I had to make some choices. So for me, discovering those values, I really, truly believe, I say this in my work, in my website, that values are your superpower. I think when you are aligned to them and you know what they are, then it makes the difficult decisions easier and you feel that alignment. And I know we can talk about our work values or our life values, but I think we have values and core values are the ones that straddle the both. And I think when they are in alignment, we feel that ease. We feel that in alignment, we make difficult decisions and they become easier because they are con they're connected to who we are. They're connected to our core, our purpose, our why. And values are not updated like beliefs. Values are who we are. They're at the core of us. Mm. I resonate so much with it. And from personal experience, It just helped me so much to say no to yeah. things that don't matter or they're actually in the way. Mm -hmm. And Carla, going back to the point of, you know, like you're feeling that anxiety, you're feeling something wasn't quite right. 
So how did you go from there to actually discovering your values and actually listening to listening to that anxiety, listening to your body and yeah. uh, deciding to, to try something different? I think it's that, that recognition at that point, and I have to stress it was about me, so there wasn't anything wrong with the people I worked with, the company I worked with. That's almost an aside, but it was that waking up and feeling anxious and not sure, sure why. Mm. Knowing that I had my self-care was poor. I didn't have time for self-care. Feeling stretched feeling like I wanted to be somewhere else. I wanted to maybe be with my family. I wanted to spend more time with my team. I mentored an exec team. I wanted to be a leader that wasn't stretched. I think leaders lead by example. I think it's really important. Mm -hmm. If you want a team that can achieve and be successful, become, you have to exhibit those as well. And for me, it was that... I've worked hard. My belief was I've worked hard. I've got to where I want to be. But something isn't right. Something. And at that point, I couldn't put my finger on it. I just knew that these feelings were not going away. And I think it was at that point I had done some foundation coaching. So I, I did a lot of self-coaching. I tried to tease out what I loved about my job, what I loved about my life. It's not always easy to identify what your core values are. And sometimes with my clients, I ask them, what couldn't I make you do? What's mm. the absolutely non-negotiable stuff in your life you can't live without? And it's asking those questions. And I was asking myself those questions. I was very, very lucky. I'm, I have a great network of friends and sisters and a wonderful husband. And it was having discussions of... I remember my husband saying, you know, you, you can't operate out of fear. And I really believe that. We catastrophize. We say, well, what if? What if I make that decision? Um, and I had to make a decision about what I knew was non-negotiable, what I knew I loved, what I knew I needed in my life. So we can live without a big salary. We can live without titles. We can live without many things. I'm not saying any of those are incorrect, but they weren't, they weren't what was right for me at the, that time. They weren't, they weren't at the heart of me. They weren't the core of me. Mm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I love that uh, flipping it, you know, because sometimes we think about values and we think, what are the things that, you know, make me happy, make me mm. feel, what are the things that are really important? But the moment that we flip and say, what pisses you off? You know, like what are the the causes that you yeah. really stand against? Then we can flip it and have an insight into yeah. Okay, what are those hidden values that maybe we haven't thought of? Yeah, and it's the triggers as well. When you just say, you know, what what annoys us? There's a there's a flip, and I think it's really important when you connect to your values. And sometimes, you know, there's magic of what your top five values, what are your top 10 values. And I do lots of value hierarchy work with my clients, you know, un what's underneath value, because we often think we have a shared value, but what's in that shoebox of the value? What, what does that label mean to you? And I think that's really important to examine that. And I think when we start to realize our triggers, what makes us happy, but what makes us annoyed, as you say, 
and what are the reactions? Because again, a lot of the work I do with leaders and also people in their personal lives, of what behaviours are you exhibiting that support your values? And actually the flip of that, what are you doing that detracts from your values? Because that's when we feel that anxiety. That's when we feel that misalignment. When Mm. we're doing things that the daily habits and the behaviours that don't support those values. Mm. And how does someone know that they got the right values? Because there are a lot of Mm. words that can resonate with us, a lot of things that are important to us. So how does anyone really know, okay, these are me, Mm. these are the ones? I think, again, it's, and it could be the one, you know, you might have these, again, I do lots of value hierarchy work with clients. We can look, you know, the nice to have values because we have some of those or it's really about those essential ones. And again, it's those questions of what couldn't I make you do? What couldn't I make you give up? What choices are non-negotiable for you? And I, and I often call it that non-negotiable stuff in someone's life. So the choices that we would make. And I think it's, I think it really is the values are that for me, the non-negotiable. I know that I can give up certain material items. I can give up a salary. I also know that the absolute non-negotiable are the family values that I hold dear to my family, bringing up a young family as well as having my job as well as, you know, not making those sacrifices. So, yeah, I'm not sure if that answers the question as, as much as, <laughs> as you would like. But, yeah, I think it's that non-negotiable, that non-negotiable points of your life. Um, I feel it's a lot of feeling, right? So it's, uh, as you mentioned, as you, as you go through this work of values hierarchy and mm. asking the powerful questions, it's like, how do I feel when I answer them how do I feel when I connect yeah uh, with those values and we talk about the head and the heart and the gut and (laughs) I think it's that overthinking I think if you have to justify something um lots of people might want to think a value as a certain way or that's the value that they have and we can have our core values Uh, we can have values underneath those values as well. So, you know, they may not all be of exactly the same importance. There may be that one core value that's at the heart of you. And that mm. might mean you need creativity in your work. It's, it's absolutely vital. And those values are like your oxygen. You know, mm. they are essential to your happiness. We can live without our values. We might not be as happy or successful or aligned. But yeah, values are like our oxygen. I love that values are like your oxygen. <laughs> And Carla, what's one value that you feel is really centered at your ear as you move into 2022? What is a value that you feel like you want to really focus on or reconnect with or let it shine a little bit more? Mm. I think for me, it's now... It's that freedom and flexibility because we move through different stages. And my biggest value is my family. My biggest value is being true to bringing up two young boys who are now turning into young men, Mm. being a role model for them. So if one of them came to me and said, mum, you know, I'm taking a job that doesn't feel ethical, but it's lots of money, I would hope their values 
were really clear to them at that point. And so for me to role model in my choice of flexibility, I, I love I love my work mm. as a coach. I absolutely love my work. And part of that is to be able to be in service to my clients, but it's a flexible job. It's a job that allows me to be the best parent that I can be. The freedom that I've created within that role as well allows me to be totally present and work with my clients, but also be totally present and be with my children, Mm -hmm. which is non-negotiable for me. That's the non-negotiable value for me. So I think that sometimes I work with lots of parents who have been in phases where they might be juggling an awful lot. And that's why I think knowing your values helps. It helps you in those situations where you might not be in the idle situation, but you know where you're heading. You know the values that are guiding you. And I think for me in this stage in life of now launching and working 100% as a coach, that freedom and that flexibility, those values are really shining for me. Mm, nice. And I I can feel your passion. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely there. Yeah. It's definitely there. And, um, you mentioned freedom and flexibility. And I feel like freedom is an interesting one as we come after like two years in a pandemic yeah. where a lot of our personal freedoms have been removed. And when I personally think freedom, I think traveling the world and meeting new people mm. and doing what I want when I want. So how could you keep your value of freedom alive throughout those two years of going back and forth of lockdowns and social distancing? I think it's two things for me. I think it's knowing that we have a choice every day. When we wake up, we have a choice of our mindset. We have a choice of our habits. We have a choice how we react. And I think that choice is so powerful because people can't make us be a certain way. Um, When my children were much younger, one of them might say, he made me angry. Hmm. No one made you angry. You chose anger. You chose to react that way. So I think it's been extremely hard for lots and lots of people, and I don't, myself included, but we have a choice. We always have a choice, whether we're in lockdown, we have a choice if we've been made redundant, we have a choice if we lose our jobs. They might not be easy, but we have a choice. I think that's really important. And out of that comes creativity, and it comes empowerment and I think that's really really important nice I said two things and I forgot what the other thing was I think the one the one thing it's like uh, valuable enough so yeah yeah we have a choice yeah it's I think it really is important and we have that choice in yeah reactivity and I think the other thing was gratitude I think it's really hard to feel negative it's really hard to have a mindset of lack and of need if you are if you have a mindset of gratitude and I talk a lot about this in posts I talk about it with my clients I talk about it with my children that we have a lot to be grateful for there's always something to be grateful for and I think if we can truly cultivate an attitude of gratitude I think that makes that freedom alongside that choice really empowering and I, I talked recently on a, on a podcast about empowerment and when our choices are taken away from us, we don't feel empowered. So again, it's that flip side. There's always a choice to flip something. 
and we can come back with gratitude every time. And if someone is in that space of not feeling empowered, of feeling without mm. choice, what would you recommend them? I think it's honestly look at the mindset you're in. If you're in a mindset of fear, of lack, of limiting beliefs, it's not going to serve you. And again, I talk a lot to my clients about the habits that serve them. So I think it's straight away looking and really acknowledging how you're feeling. Maybe not even the why, but just how you're feeling, what your mindset is. And we can't underestimate how much overwhelm can cripple us and overwhelm can stop us making decisions. And so often it's about just some, sometimes the next best step. What's the first thing I can do? Just identifying that first thing. It could be a change in habit. I'm going to commit to this daily habit every day. It could be a change in mindset. It could be starting to journal. But just the first step of what can I do? Because often we don't know what the big goal is. We feel an unease and a lack of connection with our values. But if we can just try to move away from that fear, that mindset, and towards the goal, even if we don't know what the goal is, but we're making steps away and towards, I think that's really, really important. And it's those simple steps. Each step will lead to another and lead to another. We're embedding positive habits. And again, it's all of those behaviours will start to support our actions. They'll start to support our thoughts. They'll start to support our results. But we do have to start, and it often starts with mm. that first step. One little step every day. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. And Carla, where can people find you? What kind of people would you like to connect with? I. It's interesting because I don't like to niche mm. because... I have a great background behind me as a managing director and working in senior leadership, but my journey has been one of values and really personal. So I find that I work with leaders who are leading teams, but I'm also working with lots of people on a personal level of what their next best steps are. So I don't necessarily niche. I like to work with men and women. I like to work with anyone that wants to work out their next best steps. So yeah. Keeping diversity. Open. <laughs> I like <Yeah>. it. <laughs> yeah. I, th I think we all feel overwhelmed. We all, every single person has values. And I think in that sense, you can, you know, I have worked with big teams and leaders to look at values. Equally, I've worked with leaders outside of work who are looking at their next job um, and what that means for them. Yeah, it's very diverse. Um, I think values are, are everywhere, clearly. It's very human. And where can people find you? Where can they get in touch with you? Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram and Facebook. And I have just launched a new website. So it's um, www.carlamarisascoaching.com. Com. So that's quite a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm sure we can get those details out there. Yeah, or, but we'll, we'll have that on the description, so don't worry about it. But Carla, thank you so much for being here today, sharing your values journey with us and providing a lot of insights into how can someone actually do the best next step for them. Thanks, Carla, for being with me today. 
And thank you for staying with us. I love Carla's story and I love how she decided to really listen to the anxious, uncomfortable feeling that she was having and explore it, clarify it and act on it. I'm not sure about you, but I can definitely hear the passion and the excitement that he unlocked for her. So if you'd like a guiding hand to explore your personal values, get in touch with Carla. And if you'd like to bring your values to life across all your organization, get in touch with us at www.thezone.co. Thank you so much for being here. I hope to see you next time and ciao for now.